Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Golden Goal Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, yeah, usual hosts, uh, Tom and Sam, but yeah, this week we're joined by a very, very special guest, the champ that is that is Josh. How are you doing, mate? Hey boys, how's it going? I'm good. I'm really good, thanks. How about you two? Very well, mate. Very well, hoping for some goals tonight and, and some clean sheets in the right places and... Um... Yeah, let's not send me to bed in a foul mood, mate, which at the moment, much like you, Josh, by the sounds of it, I am going to be in one. Exactly, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the second halves will be better because these first halves haven't gone well at all, to be honest. <laughs> you can only go one way, right? So, yeah, what what we thought we'd cover, both both Sam and I have played our, our wild cards this week in the season-long game, so we're going to get some thoughts from Josh on, on what we've done there. Similar to our, our second chance team as well, just just see what he thinks about our picks. And then I think, well, yeah, we didn't have the latest fixtures when we did our last video, so it's a good chance to go through those and, and talk strategy really on dealing with the double game weeks and the pandemonium coming up. Um, so I think we... Sorry, mate. Let's do it. Nice no, to say, let's do it, mate. Awesome, sounds good. Are you happy to go first, Sam? I can whack your wild card up on the screen. Um, yeah, mate, go for it. I'll pull it up. All right, you're up. Cool. Yeah, so basically, I needed to um, wild card because I think I was in total disarray. Um, I've done it across the board, actually, not only in um, in fan team but in FPL, where you look at it like three, four, you know, three Chelsea assets and thinking, long Rhys James is injured for. X amount of time, just pressed the button, got it done. And um, yeah, I kind of stuck with the hair in goal, thinking he's, you know, he's going to be a good asset at some point. And I'm still waiting for that at some point. Um, so yeah, I kind of instantly regretted that last night when Maguire got absolutely spun. And I know De Gea couldn't do anything about it. And he's been in great form. So yeah, a little bit frustrated I went with him. But um, happy that I chose that. A triple Man City, I think, at the moment, they just look imperious. They're always good in and around Christmas and, and the new year and just after. And that led a little bit of my um, decision-making towards that. Obviously, there might be a little uh, decision to make in sort of the next five, six game weeks, dependent on what happens with the, the, the Premier League and can Liverpool, you know, sustain and will City drop any points. But at the moment, Laporte, Cancelo, Diaz, yeah, I really, really like that. And because I don't particularly want an option from midfield or wouldn't favour an option from midfield, just stuck it all at the back. Kept Trent, or obvious reasons for Trent. Salah and Jota, obviously I'm on the wild card, so getting Salah back in. Uh, I think he's fairly low owned this week as well, isn't he? Which is, um, yeah, I mean, whether he'll start or not, I don't know. <clears throat> but looking you know, to that double game week for Liverpool with 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 Jota and 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 uh, Trent there, it, I, I feel like it was a no brainer. Bowen, obvious reasons. Bowen, he's been a, a fantastic asset all season, and um, he's just going to be in there unless he gets injured for me. Coutinho, I went with Coutinho for a little, for the little bit of a four, four five game run. Um, can easily be switched out for someone, and um, just you know, I think he was going to start under Gerrard, and I know he started tonight, so let's see how that one goes. Kane, we're just talking about this off air, weren't we? I actually had Son penned in, but because Kane's just looked pretty good the last few games, and that and that um, uh, two goals against Brighton just yeah, made me sort of restructure the side a little bit and, and get Harry Kane in. And again, with a double coming up, you know, it's a really nice option. 
Uh, Edward up front um, thought, what a fantastic fixture versus Norwich for him to sit on the bench. Now I'm going to get past that subject very, very quickly. Again, uh, an easy move if needed, but I think with the depth I've got on the bench, he should be absolutely fine. The double up for Arsenal and um, uh, for Arsenal with Tierney and Martinelli. I think Martinelli's been, you know, he's, in terms of stats, he's been fantastic. I think he's only going to get better. Um, it looks a real good kind of fifth midfield option. So that's why I chose him. Tierney, I've talked about Tierney on the previous one. Really, really like him. And then it was between Dennis and Brozier. Um, I think with the uncertainty around Brozier and his injury and Dennis with a double coming up, I just stuck Dennis in there. And um, yeah, and that's that, That's where I'm at. Obviously, I've left Foster in goal as well. So yeah, fairly happy with that at the moment. But obviously, results could um, mean that I'm suddenly sick of this team um, in five minutes. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so um, I obviously, like, I love the Man City triple up in defence, for example. I think that's absolutely lovely. Um, They're obviously the best defence in the league. And I think if you're going to back something, especially the next two games, obviously tonight against Brentford and then the next game against Norwich, you've you got to fancy, like, one or two clean sheets in them, haven't you? So I think that's a great start. Obviously, I love the the three Liverpool players. I think um, getting on Salah early is can't be a bad thing even if he doesn't start tomorrow I think you'll want him for the week after and every other week other than that so um, I think it's great to get on him early as well um, Coutinho's a nice pump because the fixtures are really really good aren't they, they I don't yeah. think they have any doubles necessarily but I think the fixtures are like amazing for Villa all the way up to like week 30 and they yeah, do have they a game do. in week 30 as well which is great um, yeah and it looks like you've got enough doublers I like the two Arsenal players like because I don't think many will have them for 26 so I think that'll be nice for the doubles as well because they've got an, a nice little double I think um, yeah I really like this team I think it's it's definitely what I'd go for if I was wildcarding now because I think you want to be a bit different and you've got the main people but you have got some nice differential things with the triple man city defence which other people won't have and then like the likes of Coutinho and double Arsenal and stuff so yeah I think it's really strong I think I just had in my mind that I needed some some depth in there as well, just with with the injuries and COVID and stuff. I just couldn't take a risk on potentially making that starting eleven too strong, like too strong, and maybe trying to fit in another premium at the expense of a couple of decent bench players. And um, with Edward getting dropped tonight, and and maybe something unforeseen coming around the corner, I think like having kind of two, three sort of starting players on that bench was actually a little bit of my decision making alongside kind of the future games coming up as well. Well, yeah, like you said, with Edward not starting, it's probably already paid off for you, hasn't it? Because you've got Tierney coming in, who'll probably do quite well against Wolves as well. Yeah, the only thing is if he comes off the bench, obviously they're, I think they're 1-0 down as we speak. Obviously, we're recording at the time, yeah. So, I mean, you'd only expect him to come on second half where you're sort of thinking, I don't know what you think on this one, boys, but like at a certain point, you don't want him to come on, do you? You'd rather just take your 90 player from the bench. Right, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that one unfolds. Yeah, nice one, mate. I'll whack my team up next. So, yeah, you talk about... Man City scored, a... by the way, fellas. Man City are one-up. Riyad Mahrez Coutinho penalty. Coutinho just scored for Villa, by the way. You know. Did he, mate? Just, oh. He's just the second scored. It's looking up, that... mate. We're looking, it's looking up. There we go. It's looking up for you, boys. Now, now that's some news I like to hear midstream, Josh. That is for me, Tom. By the way, I've got none of this. I was just happy for Sam. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, so I'll just see think where I've gone different from Sam. I mean, I've gone the Gare in goal probably for the same reason that, that, that Sam did. It was a really tough choice between him and Jose Sire from Wolves. But I just went for De Gea because he's got the double the double game week a bit earlier, and there could be a chance that I, that I move him on to Sar or, or bring Foster in for the double in in twenty six, and I've gone for Trent um, Laporte Cancelo in defence. Well, yeah, I think the th- you know the three best defenders in the game in my opinion. Man City obviously just incredible defensively, and Trent is yeah he's he's obviously one of the best players in the game. So my defence sort of picked itself really. And then my midfield, I've gone as strong as I possibly could, I think. I mean, out and out, I think those are probably the best five midfielders in the game at the moment, in my opinion. So, yeah, gone for Son, Salah, Jota, Fernandez, and Bowen. Yeah, Son, I think, is a really good option. I'm surprised to see he's only 16% owned, to be honest. You know, he plays 90 minutes every game. He's pretty much a striker, isn't he? But he's a a midfielder in fan team. Um, So, yeah, he's actually got the vice-captain on him. So, well, Salah will probably get minutes, right? But... If he stays off the pitch, then I've I've got Son to, to to come in there, and then yeah, Salah and Jota. I think they they sort of pick themselves at the moment, um, and then Bruno. I've I've gone for him purely for the double, um, and then I'm looking to hopefully bank a transfer um, next week and move Bruno on to Kane in in two moves. That's that's my plan. So nice. yeah, starting off with Bruno and then hopefully getting rid of him for Kane. And then, yeah, Jared Bowen's my fifth midfielder. And again, I, I think he's been one of the best options all season, really. And he, he paid off already with a goal against Watford. Um, and then I think Antonio is probably going to be one of the, the ones to go, to be honest, for, for Harry Kane. He's just in there, really, as a, a filler. I, I couldn't really think of even two strikers that I wanted to pick in the, in the game at the moment. Right. It's all a bit bit weak for striker options. So, yeah, I've just stuck Antonio and Dennis in there for now. And, well, Dennis will just stay there all season, really, unless he unless he starts getting dropped. Um, and, yeah, my bench, like Sam, I've gone a bit different. I know you had three strong players on your bench, Sam. I've gone a bit riskier. I've picked two playing defenders, and then I've just gone for Gelhart because he's four million. Um, he can just sit yeah. there. So I've picked Samedo from Wolves, who I, I think is pretty solid. And then Webster, um, he's only 4.5 million, and obviously he's got a double double game week coming up, so I'd look to play him for that. Um, so yeah, and I think he's probably, when you filter on all the 4.5 million defenders, he was the only one I really wanted, to be honest, so he seems like a good option. Yeah, yeah what, I what think it makes sense. I think it makes sense, definitely. Uh, as you said, you've got basically the strongest defence and the strongest midfield you can have, and then you've sacrificed up front, yeah. basically, which is what I would do at, at this exact point. Like, There's just no strikers I even want, to be honest. I think I'd like if I was building my team right now, like you boys on a wild card, I'd be tempted to even go 4-5-1 or something like that, or like definitely only two strikers, you know what I mean? So I think this is the right way. You've definitely got the best five midfielders. I think the only one you might be missing is maybe like a Man City one, but who do you pick who you know is nailed, you know what I mean? So I think I like the double. I prefer the double or triple defense from them. I think because I think you know Laporte, Diaz, and Cancelo are just going to play every game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have gone De Gea as well as you boys. I know, I know Man United look terrible in defense, to be honest, but he still keeps getting quite a few points. So not last night, but he's been getting loads and loads of saves. So the double next week, I think you still want De Gea for the next few weeks, definitely. They could they could concede in both games, and he still could rack up some really good points. And I mean, just, you know, the 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 safety net of that is just is massive, isn't it? And I think that again, that's why I went for it and hence why you two are also on it as well. Is because 
if you concede goals and you're still getting points, you're doing something right. Yeah, Tom, obviously, you're, you're, I presume you're going to captain Bruno next week, right? Yeah, th- th- well, so I've, I, I'm not actually sure. I, I really like him as an option, but I'm still sceptical about Man United. I guess you sort of have to if you own him, but I still think Salah could outscore him just playing one game, to be honest. I'm still not completely sure. Yeah, I, th- I know what you mean. Like, I think Salah is just unbelievable. He's like an absolute freak of nature. But I think whenever there's a double for like, especially for a team like Man United, I think I think I'd be tempted to go Bruno or De Gea still as captain. I think. But do do you even think Man United will keep a clean sheet in either of these two games? Who have they got exactly? Like, I'm not convinced. I think they got they've Brighton got, and Southampton um, both. Brighton and Southampton. Yeah, I think I, I could think... see I could see Broya scoring against Maguire in in that game, and yeah, Brighton. They'll I think that'll be a really. It might even be an um yeah one one nil nil sort of game to be honest. But yeah, I could see yeah. both teams scoring quite easily. I think Brighton's a good fixture defensively for for United. Um, I think it's probably a better fixture than than Southampton. I mean, Brighton do struggle for goals, don't they? Um, as tidy a football as they play and as defensively resolute they are, that could that could. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to certainly wouldn't want to you know put any money on it, but that could be a De Gea clean, couldn't it? And then you're picking up saves bonus at Southampton as well, like you just said, Josh. You could actually be racking up quite a tasty kind of double game week return there. If he does get one clean sheet, I genuinely think he'll get a huge score in this double game week. Like. I think with it probably get like eight saves across the two games or something plus a clean sheet and the appearance points. I think that becomes a really big score then, like probably bigger than Ronaldo will get, for example. I don't know, but um, who are you going to be that. on, mate? Yeah, I think any team where I don't have Bruno or Ronaldo, I'll I'll either get them in or I'll captain just captain De Gea. I think I'm fine with all three to be honest. I think all three, I'll just captain one of those across like all my teams, but I won't be like forcing more than one in. I don't think so. If I've got zero, I'll I'll bring in whichever one fits that team the best. You know what I mean? But I'm not really precious on any of them. I don't think, <laughs> as you say, they're not. They just not don't seem that exciting at the moment, do they? Like any of those assets, I don't think. As, are you thinking of Captain De Gea then, Sam? On yours because you didn't have the other Man United, did you? Yeah, um, I, I really like I really like the option of Salah against Burnley. Um, I'm a bit biased because I'm a Liverpool fan, but you just pointed it out, Josh. He's been insane. He's an absolute machine. And again, I'm going to judge his minutes versus Leicester because ideally you want him to play the whole 90. And then if Liverpool get a clean sheet, like you said, those points can start to rack up. And I don't know about you guys, but I've had this issue in previous double game weeks where I've gone with the double game week player and a Kinsella or a Salah, whoever it is, just smash the double game week player out of the park in one game. And you're like, why did I not just go for that high quality asset? Um, I know Bruno's high quality asset, but of course he's not in my he's not in my team. So yeah, I'm left with a bit of a decision there, mate. But I am leaning towards De Gea for all the reasons we've talked about, and he's probably United's most informed player, right? Yeah, exactly, mate. Coutinho just got another assist, by the way. You're joking, did he? Yeah, they went in two one. Now it's unbelievable, mate. Keep uh, delivering I... me that good news. Who got the goal? Uh, Jacob Ramsey, I think. Or oh, there'll be a few happy people that have punted on Jacob Ramsey in um in various formats. That's yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, it's a taste. It's um it's a good goal for a lot of people, that is, I think. A look, like fair play for going for Coutinho, because he's like your sort of differential, isn't he, I guess? Or like as you mentioned, and it's paying off in 
Absolute heaps at the moment. I said, I think two weeks ago, I thought um, Gerard would go Buendia down the right, Coutinho down the left, and then he would sack off one of Ings or Watkins. And it's exactly what he's done, isn't it? Ing, uh, Watkins is now more central because Watkins has had no returns at all, is he? Playing out on that sort of right-hand side of Ings. or They just don't work together. So I'm really, really happy to see that. And obviously the thought process come through. Gerard knows Coutinho really well. He knows Coutinho knows the Premier League, and that's the reason why I punted on him um, for this, really, for that exact reason. So yeah, that's good news so far, mate. All we need is a cane goal now, don't we? And we're going to be um, we're going to be going into into tomorrow nice and happy. I need about four, I think. But yeah, that, that, like, we'll take one to begin with for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Start, yeah, start nice and simple. It's not looking so good for my team at the moment, so I'm hoping things change in this second half. But we, I was just saying to you before, Tom. I think before, like checking your checking your scores like mid game week is just can be a silly move for for the old psychological element. I sometimes like to leave it to the game weeks done because obviously a few people would have had some United players last night, and then your rank drops for me because I didn't have a United player and they're disheartened or whatever. And then your rank increases when you've had five or six players playing and. I just think sometimes it depends how you work in, in a mindset perspective, but I prefer just to leave it to the game week's done before I look at the damage. Yeah, and ultimately my captain's well, I've got Salah as my captain, he's yeah, yet to play. So if he could he could go big next well, tomorrow and yeah, my rank would go up yeah, go up quite a lot. He's only twenty six twenty six percent owned by the looks of this. So yeah, let's see what he can do tomorrow. You're right to have a look at some of our second chance half season teams then. Would love to, yeah. I got, oh, got yours. <laughs> I got yours on screen at the moment, Sam. Let you oh. let you go first. Don't quite. I have to flip back and see what I was thinking when I put this team together. But I'm I'm happy with that back four, essentially yeah. including De Gea. Um, again, I think it's probably it's probably the template right now, isn't it? That. I would imagine in all formats. I think I put a punted. I punted on Lucas Mora because he, he he sort of has looked pretty good, hasn't he? Um, and then I think he missed a game because he's slightly injured or something. He's back in tonight, so we'll see how he does. Um, he's definitely on the chopping um, board for me, and I'll explain more in a minute. Um, Jota, I'm glad I've left him in. Um, Bowen, obviously, Bowen's there. Won't be taking him out. Rafinha. Leeds talisman, isn't he? And I think he's he's proven his value this season. Um, certainly uh, just ticking along in quite a poor Leeds team with quite a few injuries. I'm not entirely happy with that front line. Like you talked about earlier, Tom, with Antonio. He's just not, he's not in the goals at the moment, is he? He looks a bit fatigued and he sort of, you know, he just doesn't look like he's going to score like he, he was earlier in the season. And then obviously Josh King there. So as you can see, no Mo Salah, but I couldn't afford to get Salah in um, outright. So what I've decided to do is probably the best week to do it was to roll the transfer um, for the week after. And then I can, I've got two free moves. So I can get rid of Mason Mount and then someone else. And then I can make a little bit of a revamp. Um, obviously, I want Salah for that double uh, against yeah the Leeds. And I can't remember, can't remember uh, Norwich and Leeds, isn't it? A couple of weeks time. Um, so I've taken the punt this week instead of taking a hit to hope to fully roll Salah and yeah, whether or not he comes on for 30 minutes and or whatever, just hope that he doesn't go nuts basically versus Leicester. So yeah, not entirely happy with it, but I think two transfers will definitely make a big difference to, to sort that team out. 
Yeah, I mean, I think with the front two that you've got there, I'd, I I wouldn't have taken them out this week, especially. I think you just have to leave them and just, I mean, they obviously both played last night, but they they could have both got something last night. So it's not the it's not a disaster. It's just a bit unlucky, I think. Um, yeah. As for next week, what what you are you more thinking to maybe like take transfers into week twenty six rather than the Man United double? Because or or are you are you sort of looking at anything from Bruno or Ronaldo? I, I just. I don't know what how you how you guys play. Once I start backing against the team, I've done it in all formats. I kind of I, I, st- I tend to carry on with that that approach. I've not been impressed with United on an attacking well in any sense really for quite a few game weeks, and so I took the decision to 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 mainly go against them. Bar De Gea, um, yeah. I just if I bring Bruno in or Ronaldo in, I know I want to get him straight back out again. So. I am tempted to, I'm going to leave the hair in and then I'm probably going to go towards getting Salah back and avoiding Bruno and, and, and Ronaldo. Yeah, I think it, I think it makes sense. Yeah. You've, you've got the hair, like you say, um, Salah's going to be needed for 26. So you're probably going to need a few moves to do that, aren't you as well? So <coughs> just probably take the moves into that week, I think. And again, the question to you, Josh, is like, could Jota, Trent and Salah individually outscore any of those United players over one game over the United's two? I think the answer is absolutely yes. I think it's only, um, I think it's Salah's the main candidate. I think especially if he gets like a mini rest tomorrow, for example, I think he'd be, he's just going to be a great captain for both 25 and 26. Um, they've got Burnley on Sunday, haven't they? So that would be who you've got against the, um, against the Man United boys, right? I don't think that's a bad thing. Oh my God, it's happened again. Ramsey scored Coutinho assist again. You're joking. It's 3-1, three, it's three, yeah. Wow. Blimey. That I is... had Ramsey. I, I, I sort of, you know, as you go through your drafts and you sort of pen your players in, I, I sort of penned Ramsey in at one point and just thought, you know, on an attacking sense, potentially he's not kind of, um, uh, just about got Coutinho. So, you know, there's no complaints there. Yeah, like three attacking returns in the first half. Not a bad half for you, Sam, I don't think, in the end. So there we go. No, mate, I'm absolutely chuffed, to be honest with you. I really am with that because I've been backing Coutinho since he's come back in and been making the noises. And um, obviously, he's repaying me there with a little bit of faith. And yeah, that's that's super cool. Um, I think we all forgot. Yeah, I mean, going back to that Bruno and Ronaldo, the thing with both of them is that, that they are high quality players. And I am totally aware, and I was last night, sitting on the kind of edge of my seat, knowing that at any given moment, there could be a, a a return from both of them and it could come out the blink of an eye. So, you know, there is a worry about that for sure um, because they're both such good good footballers. So, yeah, it's one of those ones where you just sort of hide behind the sofa for, for 180 minutes, isn't it? And that's the interesting thing about the Man United double game week. I think, I think you're going to be feeling similar, like... Um... If anyone you don't pick out of De Gea, Bruno, and Ronaldo, you're going to want them not to do well. Basically, you know what I mean. So it's like, and that their e- their eos will be like really high because I think most people will go for them over Salah. I think so. On the one hand, you've got a great differential with Salah captain because I think not that many people will go for it. But then also you've got to be a little bit scared of the Man United players. I think in, yeah, in twenty five, only in twenty five though. Like after that, I think they're just like. I think people will be selling them all over the place, to be honest. I think, yeah, on both the, the season-long game and the, the second-chance game, it's like 
obviously had a really, really good rank a few weeks ago and I've dropped back down and potentially if, you know, these next couple of games go okay, I'm going to, I'm going to jump back up, but it's a real make or break week for that with that double. Cause like you said, the EOs will be so high on both of them that if they go off, I could drop a thousand, 2000 places and you're suddenly then in a really difficult position. But I think I'm going to back my uh, gut feeling and um, like I said, just hide for two games and then reappear out the sofa and have a little look. Makes sense, mate. All right, I'll whack up my team now then. So yeah, I again, I don't think it's too defense isn't too different from Sam's. I've I've got the 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 four the Gaia, Trent Laporte and Cancelo. I, I just think in this second chance game, that's that's the four to have at the moment, isn't it? Especially Laporte because yeah, even if he doesn't play, he still guarantees you a, a Man City defender with the rules. So yeah, I think that's a pretty templatey four. And then, um, yeah, last week I had Mount in there, but I, I swapped him off for Semedo this week to allow for either a Bruno or Salah transfer um, next week. Still haven't decided who I'm actually going to bring in yet. I'll probably do Bruno and then on to Salah, but yeah, not, not set in stone. Um, and yeah, my midfield, I've gone for Foden. Similar concept for Laporte, really. I think he just gives you a chance for a, a, a Man City midfielder, any, any, any game, really. Um, I've gone for obviously like most people got Jota. I've set him as my captain this week. I did it. I did have it on Bowen up until about five minutes before deadline. So I'm regretting changing that at the moment. So hopefully Jota can make amends when he actually plays. Then yeah, I've gone Jared Bowen like like most people. He's like I said, he's just been awesome this season. He's yeah, great value in all fantasy games. I think he's a he's a must pick. And then my fourth midfielder is Rafinha. He hasn't done too great since this game started, but I still think he's an awesome an awesome pick. He plays like 90 minutes every game. You can guarantee he's going to start, and I'm sure he'll get some attacking returns soon. Um, and yeah, so similarly to, to Sam, I've, I've got King and I've got Watkins actually as opposed to Sam's um, Antonio. And I think Watkins is going to be the one that goes for, for Bruno or Salah with the money I've got, and then I'll be on a, a 4-5-1, which I think is probably the strongest sort of formation at the moment really for this this sort of game. Yeah, I, re I really like this game that you can move like a striker to a defender or a striker to a midfield. It's more like Sky, isn't it, for you yeah. boys? Like, I know you two play Sky, don't you, as well? Um, yeah, I, I really like this. Like Being able to move Watkins to Bruno or Salah is like a dream move next week, I think. And maybe you'll you'll wait to see if Salah looks, if Salah even yeah. comes on tomorrow, you know what I mean, or whatever. If he does, I think... You know he's a he's a great he's a great player to get on sooner rather than later. But the, these eleven, I think this is a great eleven to be honest. Foden's a good punt. I think he's the one who seems like the best price to me. Yeah. I don't know. He just seems like he's like because I think he's a little bit cheaper than like Sterling, Mares, and De Bruyne. And I, to be honest, I think he's just as nailed as Mares, for example, and Sterling. So um, yeah, I, I like that as the as the one. And then I can't fault the rest of it. I think. Has Semedo got a safety net? I think he's got a few below him, hasn't he? So I think he's yeah. great, even if he gets rotated, I think. Yeah, I think there's, yeah, like you said, there's a couple below him that could, yeah, I could get a Wolves defender in for. So, yeah, I'm pretty content with that. Thank you. Yeah, I, t I told my brother to put in um, Mark Al about three or four weeks ago, like just before he got dropped. And he actually has no safety net. So that was like the most rookie thing ever, literally, because <laughs> he just got like a dead spot on his team every week now. So he needs to he needs to make a transfer there, I think. I think he's on my list of players never to pick again, because I think I picked him in yeah a couple yeah. of games last season and he absolutely killed me. So Same. To uh, yeah, same as me. Yeah. 
that name should never be mentioned on our pod. <laughs> so we'll stick to Coutinho and stuff, I think. That that sounds oh, better, doesn't it? Daniel James has just scored again, so he scored two goals tonight oh, so God. far. It's quite the game, that isn't it, Josh? Yeah, it is exactly. I've got him on one of my DraftKings teams, actually. I'm trying to see if it's doing well, but I think literally I've just... It's one of them teams where I've just got him in it and everyone else is blanking. So, like, I think I won't even win on that, even though I've picked bloody Dan James. So, yeah. I was going to say, I think you'll be sort of a um, in the minority of a punt there on Dan James. It, it's not enough, I don't think. I think the Coutinho owners have, um, have had the last laugh on me, I think, because he must be on, like, an absolutely huge score with a goal and two assists as well. I'll have a look for you in a second, mate, and just and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Well, the thing with Ramsey's um, two goals, I imagine more people actually have him on the bench than they do playing because of how he's priced and stuff. So I'm sure there'll be quite a few frustrated players with Ramsey sat on their bench. I'm quite, I'm quite worried about that, actually. Someone asked me yesterday whether they should play Ramsey or someone else, and I, I remember I told them someone else, so I just hope <laughs> they ignored me. I hope, I hope they completely ignored me and played Ramsey, basically. Well, yeah. I don't think, yeah, I mean... I'm sure your advice there was fairly solid with probably the options around that. Um, but yeah, he's definitely proven himself as a very good asset, isn't he? Coutinho's actually on 12.3, mate, already. So he's a, he's a, he's 4% owned as well. So um, I've definitely got a, a, a really tidy little differential there. It's as good of a differential as it gets. I think Planet FPL James put him in on his Sky team, actually, which is absolutely mad if he did, because that's going to be a huge haul on Sky, isn't it, as well? I've got him in Sky as well, mate. It's been a great night for you. Well, a great half for you, Sam. I, I can't see it going too wrong, but um, we'll see what happens in the second He's half. He's got a 14-pointer in Sky as well. So, um, yeah, certainly started all right, for sure. I just need I'd love a Harry Kane, like we said earlier, like a Harry Kane return, and we'd be and we'd be there. Um, so, so, I don't know, just to generate some discussion, I just whacked up the, the fixtures on screen. Um, nice. I think we, we spoke a bit about next week. I know, Sam, you're... Well, it seems to have worked out quite well for you this season, to be fair, avoiding Man United players. You still do you think you're set on just largely ignoring that Man United double and just holding the better players that you've got? At the moment, yeah, but then I sort of listened to Josh a second ago and just saying how easy it would be to, you know, again, it's very dependent on what happens Thursday, but the ease of which I could in that second chance game is slot in Bruno for the double and then get back off Bruno. And sometimes it's not. I mean, my rank on that's fairly, fairly, you know, is okay. So it's like I could just go with that and cover it off as a. This is what the majority are doing. Obviously, that's a, you know, we use that game, that sort of gameplay quite a bit, don't we? Where you go with the the EO essentially. So that could be an option there. But I think if I see Salah looking kind of, you know, looking sharp on a cameo against Leicester, then yeah, I've got the sort of tough decision to make. And at the moment, I would back the. The Liverpool game over the, the the double United. Can't believe we've even said that. It doesn't even sound right to say it. With United having two games and Bruno and Ronaldo, you know, I don't even know if you. Know, I mean, what's your boys' thoughts on Ronaldo playing both of them? I'm sure, like, he's he's just turned thirty seven, isn't he? I think personally, I think yeah. he's got a better chance of playing both of them because he was benched against Burnley. But I think even then, I don't, I don't see him playing two lots of ninety minutes. I think he'll be he'll be managed through the two of them. And well, he he got recorded like sprinting off the pitch, didn't he, at the end of the game? Whether he had a niggle that he was he was going down the tunnel for or, or not, I don't know. But yeah, I can see him probably starting both, but maybe not playing ninety minutes in each. Yeah, I think he'll feature in both the same as Bruno. But I wouldn't even 
feel guaranteed that Bruno is going to start both at this point. I think he he is due a rest at some point, whether it's this week or whether it's in like four or five weeks. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I think De Gea is the only nailed one, isn't he? Really, I, I know Henderson's not in the fray at the moment, so I, I very much think De Gea will obviously play both. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And the thing I like about Bruno is it's such an easy move to Salah, as you said, Sam. Like, I think if you don't go with Salah next week, Bruno is can literally just be a placeholder for Salah. And yeah. I think that's the temptation to take the double for him and then take a double for Salah. And it just it just almost like slots in perfectly, doesn't it? Like, yeah. especially for Tom, where he's got the money for both on, on his um, second chance team. So he could potentially go to Bruno next week and then go to Salah straight the week after. But yeah, I guess we'll have to see if... If Salah looks good tomorrow, we might not be able to resist going straight to Salah, I think. He looks sort of angry in training, didn't he? Anyone see the photos? He just looked like a good angry where it's like Leicester are going to get, like the next couple of teams are going to get, you know, are going to have their ass handed to them a little bit. That's what it kind of just from his visual representation. That's the thing about I mean, Leicester it, I, as well. Oops, sorry, Josh. Oh, oh, you go on, mate, Carol. I was going to say, that's the thing about Leicester as well. To, to me, just visually, they look the worst defence in the league at the moment. That, the set pieces, they can't seem to defend. And yeah, well, they got Amati and Soyuncu at the back who, yeah, just, just look like, well, less than conference league players at the moment. So, yeah, I'd be really confident in Salah tomorrow if he starts. I was going to say the same as you, Tom, exactly. Like, I am terrified. I haven't got any Salah. I am terrified if he starts tomorrow. He's, I think he'll absolutely run riot, literally. I think it'll be like, it could be like four attacking returns genuinely against that last Leicester defence, the way it looks. Yeah. I mean, I do think if he starts, he probably only plays 60 or 70, doesn't he? I think I think he probably does get subbed off, but he could he could cause so much damage in that time. I think Notts Forest scored four goals in that time, so I'm, I'm pretty sure Salah could as well, you know what I mean? So I think um, I think uh, if you've got, if anyone listening has got kind of a Van Dijk or a Trent, I think you're in for a in for a good shout with both of them. Obviously, Trent from set pieces and um, Van Dijk. Uh, even Jota. Jota's fantastic in the air and he, and he proved that again in the in the FA Cup uh, game against Cardiff. Yeah, uh, Leicester are woeful at set pieces, aren't they? So it could be, there could be halls in this game. Yeah, very much across the board in terms of the attackers. I'm not sure if I fancy the clean sheet for Liverpool so much. I've got a sneaky feeling someone like Madison or Tielemans might yeah. score or something like that. But even here, Nacho's looking a bit better again. Like now he's back in the team. But um, I, I called yeah. it a couple of weeks ago on the the. I, I, I don't think Liverpool will keep it clean either. I think Leicester will score tomorrow uh, Thursday uh, tomorrow at Anfield for sure. I think you're right there, um, Josh, for that one. What's your score predictions for this one then, boy? For the Leicester Liverpool game. It depends who scores when. I could see Liverpool winning it like three or four nil, but if it sort of goes one nil, one one, then maybe three one, something like that. That's three or four one would be my prediction. I'd say exactly the same. Yeah, three or four one. I, I just think the way Leicester play going forwards as well. They usually play a pacey striker up top, don't they? And I know Liverpool. Well, their defenders basically sit on the halfway line for most of the game, don't they? So yeah, I can see Nesta nicking one in behind, but yeah, Liverpool will just be too much for them, for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll go a bit wilder. I'll say four two. I think. I think it could be a really good game tomorrow. Actually, like, the, I, I think Liverpool will always be comfortable throughout the game. But I think Leicester might score a couple kind of thing. Like you <coughs> said, Tom could get right in behind. Like it doesn't matter who they're playing up front or out wide. Like they've all got pace for Leicester. So, um, and Madison and Tielemans can just like produce something from nothing yeah. as well. So that's the other side of it. What, yeah, I mean, he... 
Sorry, John, uh, Tom, you go, go for it, mate. I was going to say, one player I really like from Leicester, but you just don't know if he's going to start every game. I really like the look of Dakar. I, I think he's genuinely better than Vardy now. Uh, just from what I've seen of him, he looks he looks unbelievable. I was I was half tempted to, to make a punt on him, but yeah, just with the fixtures they got, I thought better of it. But I really like the look of Dakar. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think he's a really, really nice differential pick. Their squad depth in the attacking positions is actually so strong. Like it's it's just the defense is just shambolic. Literally, it's yeah. like they've just got they've had a lot of injuries at the back, but also they've just got no depth whatsoever. Like they're they're not happy with Vestergaard. They they signed him in the summer and just don't rate him whatsoever because he can't even get in the team when they've got like five injuries. Um, but in in the attacking positions, like Tielemans, Madison, Harvey Barnes, Dewsbury Hall's been playing quite well. I think he's been in the team a lot anyway. They've also Lookman. got like, yeah, Luckman, yeah. They've got Ndidi and Samari in like the holding role as well. So they've got that pretty sorted. And then Vardy, Dakar and Iheanacho. I mean, their, their squad is so strong, isn't it? But you're sort of you're sort of waiting for them just, and they are going to they're going to click and they're going to go, um, and they're going to. I've never like you as you just said, Josh. I never dealt with them going forward. It's just like they're so leaky at the back and with injuries and stuff. It's an issue. There will be a time this season. I am I'm convinced where we'll be loading up on Leicester. Um, particularly in the attacking sense, I think when they start to, they're, they're, they're going to turn it around, aren't they? Like the, the players you've just reamed off, there's there's no way that they can't get things sorted. Yeah, and just look it at just these... takes a couple. Sorry. Go on, Tom. I was going to say, just looking at these fixtures, they've got the most games to be um, rearranged at the moment. Every other team has got yeah, a maximum of three, but Leicester have still got four games to be rescheduled as well. So you'd like to, you'd probably think they'll come at the back end of the season, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think everyone's touting it to be like 36 and 37, where they probably have back-to-back doubles, I think. And then they're probably doubling 33, I think, as well. So Because I think those are their only three free midweeks if they play in Europa League, if they get really far in the... in the um, Is it the Conference League? I think it's Europa Conference League, right? Um, but the, the thing is, like, their assets are so well-priced as well. Like, Madison and Tielemans, for fan team in particular, are, like, amazingly priced. They're both definitely under 7 million which I think for guys who play 90 minutes, they get a lot of set pieces. They just score a lot of goals anyway. Like they're going to come into our thinking at the back end of the season, I think. But well, I just think they're not pickable now. I, I had actually picked Coutinho on the premise of him being a placeholder for Tielemans or Madison. That yeah, was that, the that, exact idea. Well, it might not uh, come to fruition, but that was the initial plan, was exactly that. Coutinho too, one of those two. Yeah, even from week 30, because that we know Leicester have a fixture in week 30, which is, they're one of very few teams who do. So like from that point, you'll probably know Leicester are going to have three doubles as well as not blanking in 30. So yeah. like that could be a great time to get on Tielemans or Madison, I think. Maybe both. I don't know if it, if yeah, they've got just, so many fixtures. Yeah, got, yeah, exactly. And I heard that you were. To- I heard you talking a few weeks ago about it, Josh, um, around Christmas on, on on both of them, and I was totally with that idea. I think. Leicester have got a good run and they're looking decent. And like you said, there's some doubles coming up at that point. Then uh, you can make a real case for both of them because you can rack up points in, in such different areas, can't you? Exactly, mate. They've got, they've, they're so affordable. And like, um, yeah, I, th- I just think they're really good assets. Crystal Palace just scored, by the way. So that's 1 1 now. So maybe the Norwich winning streak's over. I don't know. Was anyone? Was it anyone good? Zaha scored. Elise oh. got the assist. I've got oh. Elise. I've got a little bit of Elise, but 
I punted Elise in my uh, wild card in FPL. Just really like the look of him recently. So that's another nice little return. Leicester have just got looking at Leicester's fixtures at the moment. They are yeah, really tricky though, aren't they? They've got West Ham, Wolves, Blank, Leeds, obviously a good, fairly decent fixture. Arsenal, Brentford, United, Palace. It's going to be a back end of the season job for them, like I yeah. say, Sam. I think from week 30, because like, 30 is so important, because I think they'll be one of very few teams who actually have a game. So yeah. I think if you get him in then, like as a instead of a blanking player, basically, then you'll just have the run to the end of the season with like three games in hand, like I say. So, I so think they're, thir- just... they're thirty oh, to thirty-eight. Is is like you said, it's top of the it's top of the ticker here with Brentford, United, Palace, Newcastle, Villa, Tottenham, Everton, Watford, Southampton, and then you chuck in how many doubles did you think? Three doubles for Leicester. They'll have three extra, virtually. So I'm virtually certain they'll have three extra. So like in that period, so. They're just going to be top of everyone's shopping list, I think, from week 30, literally. So I think we should we should get on it and maybe even, like I said, go for the double up of Madison and Telemans because I think they're the best two assets, to be honest. I can't really think what else we'd go for. Maybe Schmeichel if, as like a doubling goalkeeper who has loads yeah. of games, but I don't fancy the defenders, <laughs> no, exactly. to be honest. And, and like you would said, you... I, I mentioned Daka, but you just, you just wouldn't trust a single striker to play every game, would you? The, no, that's the, only... the thing. In, it, in a double, you need them to play both. You know what I mean? Like in, yeah. in the second chance game, obviously in a single week, it's fine because they'll have a safety net. You know what I mean? But in a double week, you just need someone to play both. And I think I only trust Madison and Telemans, really. Yeah. And you like you said, you're certainly not. I, I'm, at this current moment, I wouldn't be going for Schmeichel for the reason they're just so leaky, aren't they? But by that point, they could have a few players back and it could be looking a little bit, little bit different. Yeah. yeah, one player that I've I've picked, I've gone for for Adam Webster to target that Brighton double in twenty five. I know well, one of their fixtures is really good in Watford in Man United. But, but what do you guys think of a, a Brighton asset for twenty five? Would you use a transfer on it, or um, what do you think? I think there's certain spots, isn't there? So I think some people will have um, still have a lot of Chelsea and a lot of Arsenal players, for example. So I think if you're down to sort of eleven or ten. I think moving one of those to a Brighton player makes perfect sense because that they're, they're probably in the right price range, whereas the the Man United players aren't. You know what I mean? So um, one I love on fan team, I always talk about him is Cucurella. I think he's a he's a four point five mid on fan team, but he plays ninety minutes every single game, so he just prints points. So he might be a really nice like guy who'll get you six points in a double game week. You know what I mean? Just for three and three, just for playing basically. So I think that might be good for someone who's got like. I don't know, a Saka or a Martinelli or something like that, or, or a Mason Mount like you've got, Sam, you know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. Um, just to get a nice double, you can probably bench him a lot of other weeks. And then... Just yeah. looking at their fixtures afterwards, you've got obviously United and Watford in the double, but they've got Burnley, Villa, Newcastle. So it's like, yeah, they're all right. I don't I don't really mind them. I mean, straight after that, you've got Liverpool and City. So you, you if you weren't benching them before that, you certainly probably would be there. But... Yeah, I don't. You know, I wouldn't mind a four or five game punt there um, on someone like that, or or one of the defensive assets as well. Yeah, They're solid at the back, aren't they, Brighton? In the main, yeah. I was going to say Cucurella looks really good as well. Uh, I think he's yeah, he does. Atta- what well, might get you a couple of attacking returns in that time? I tell you what, like uh, fantasy aside, he's a top top footballer. Like he looks so good every time on the ball. But um, yeah, he's. He's just someone I've he's got I've got him in some of my teams. I'm not sure I'd buy him unless I had that exact like Arsenal Chelsea problem or if there's loads of injuries this week, for example. But 
yeah, I think he's probably a, one of the best ones to get from Crystal um, from Brighton. Sorry. The, the thing about Mopay is I'm not convinced he's going to play both games. Otherwise, I might have taken a punt on him, I think. But he tends to be benched for like the tough away game. So I know Man United aren't great, but I think he might not play at Old Trafford. So I think that might be like um, a reason not to go for him, I think. Did they sign a new striker at Brighton? Uh, I'm not sure about that. I, d- I haven't seen anyone sort of playing in his role. They sometimes just play Trossard up top. That's what they do like to play... to. They play a false nine basically when they don't play Mope. So they've obviously got Welbeck as well, who's been doing okay. But like, yeah, I'm yeah, going in. But, um, but yeah, I think I think there's a, too much doubt on Mope to sort of be bringing him in. I think if you had him, you'd start him for this next week, just like just in case he doubles or whatever. But yeah, I don't think I'd bring him in. And there's not much else I like at Brighton. Is there anything you boys like? Anything appeal to you boys? Nothing appeals on an attacking sense. Um, mainly for the re- uh, more pays burnt me so many times um, in the past when I've when I've owned him and I've had Trossard as well and he's just hit and miss. Um, he said not overly consistent, is he? I, I don't mind them defensively, but again, um, yeah, I think the answer to that is really like they're not high on my priority list uh, from. Especially in fan team, maybe Cucurella, like you said, maybe Sanchez in goals, but there's such good options in goal as well, isn't there, at the moment? So, um, yeah, that's where I stand with it. Obviously, I didn't pick one in uh, in my in 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 my wildcard side. Yeah, I went I went for Adam yeah. Webster, um, but it wasn't yeah wasn't really thinking too much about it to be honest. I just filtered on defenders that were four point five million, and then I picked my favourite because that was how much money I had left. And to be honest, I, I think Webster's a pretty pretty solid pick. I mean, he'll, he'll probably play every game. He's well, he's a pretty tall bloke, so I think yeah he's already popped up with a goal or two this season already. So I, I think he's a decent a decent shape. But yeah, it's a bit it's a bit thin on the ground for Brighton in terms of fantasy options. Other than that, I think. Yeah, I've got the annoying spot. I've actually got uh, it's well, it's not annoying. I should be grateful, but I've actually got Sanchez and De Gea, so I've got to like I'm going to play De Gea, but yeah. I'd rather almost have a goalkeeper who has doubles later on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than having both the doubles in the same week, it's a bit of yeah. a it's a bit of an annoying one. But it's just what I went for on my wild card that I played like five six weeks ago or something. So yeah, I've I've got to be grateful. I guess I've got one of them at least. So how many? Like- and yeah, and with oh, okay, go on, Sam. Sorry. Just going to say, with a keeper, you know that they're probably nailed for both 90, 90 minutes. And yeah, like you said, it's a shame. It's kind of, yeah, you have to go one one or the other. But yeah, so that's a nice little shout that, Josh, on the um, on the, um, on the the rotating side of things there. You've got some good options moving forward. Yeah, fingers crossed. I think um, one team I really like for 26, I think, is that we've talked about a bit, but I think the Wolves. So like I know... I think was it Tom? You had Samedo, was it? Yeah. I think like things like that are like I think that's really nice to have either Saar or one of the Wolves defenders. I think because I think they will actually get quite a few clean sheets over the next run of games, and they don't blank in thirty, which is really nice as well. So I think people who've got defender problems, I think Wolves would be close to the the top of my list. I think to, for people to bring him in terms of defenders. Yeah, and I think most people will be moving De Gea on to a, a Saar or a, a Ramsdale as well, you'd like to think so. That seems the, the logical thing to do, doesn't it? Yeah, there's plenty of options in that one. There's um, You've got Saar, Ramsdale, or you've also got Pope, who's probably going to have back-to-back doubles, I think, in 26 and 27. So I think all three of them are amazing. I know, did you boys go for Pope on Sky? 
Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, I did as well. I think we just leave him now for ages, to be honest. I think he just stays there for a bit, to be honest. Yeah. But I was yeah. thinking of moving off him, but um, I d- now they're going to have back-to-back doubles. I think we'll, we'll need him for like single game days and stuff. So I think I'm probably just going to keep him for ages, I think. Yeah, he's I mean, a save points mag. He's a save points magnet as well, isn't he? So, like you said, you've got like a, you almost start on a four, don't you, with him? As long as they don't concede loads and loads of goals, you start with. Sorry, in Sky you do, and again, I know that fan team has similar where you get your saves points. So you're starting from a nice little threshold there, aren't you, with Pope? That's what makes him attractive for me to leave him. Um, if 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 I had him, um, in this format anyway, and with like you said, doubles galore, it's just an accumulation, a chance to accumulate. Just you know, saves saves an appearance points, and I'd take that. I was just going to say, I've only played fantasy football for a few years, but this season, like no other, there's just so many options in goal that you could want. You could want every every week, really. I think, that, like you said, there's four or five different goalkeepers you could you could quite easily pick in your team, and yeah, I think you just got to get lucky and get the right one, haven't you? It happens all the time, doesn't it? It's like. The one, I mean, it was Martinez last season, for example. Yeah. Was, was it last season? He just ran yeah. by it. He's got like double the next like cheap goalie, basically. So, yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, usually there's one standout, isn't there? But this sort of second, or sort of certainly the last few game weeks, there's been more than one kind of real viable option. And as we've just said, with doubles and things thrown into there, there's kind of three or four. Usually, I've been going always gone previously between kind of a couple of cheapies, and then obviously you've got your premium premium goalkeepers there as options. But seems to be a whole um, host of goalkeepers at the moment that you could that you could go with, and 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 they'll score you really well. Yeah, there's been a few more goals. De Bruyne just scored. Um, Sterling assist, I think Did it was. I mean. And then Son scored as well. So two quite oh. popular goals that'll be for people, I think. Is that good for you, Tom? Yeah. I've one goal from all my team so far in Son, but yeah, I'll take that. Take that all day. Assist Lucas Mora, so that I'll take that for my yeah from a yeah, second. You can have uh, that one, so I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that one for sure. Just going through the um, the yeah, the only thing with that Wolves double is Arsenal and Leicester, isn't it? I mean, you got any thoughts on that? Like that's, as poor as Leicester are going defensively, like we said, they're sort of a decent side going forward, and Arsenal have looked pretty fluid and 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 good in the last few few game weeks, haven't they? Yeah, I think I think with the Wolves double, I'd be more like just I'd be taking it as a double and just hoping something happens. But it's more the games around it. I think, like you say, Sam, I think that those aren't great games. I don't think, but um, you've got like I think you've got a, a decent game just after. I think. And uh, even that one's not good. <laughs> they've got yeah. they've got Palace at home, then they've got Everton away, then they've got um, Leeds at home, twenty eight to thirty. So those aren't terrible, I don't think. I think that's when it gets slightly better. But and they're yeah. like I said, they are they are masters of conceding like either no goals or just one goal. They're, they're really really tight at the back, aren't they? I think it's a good option. They're elite for a cheap defense. Literally, they're so so yeah. good. They're like they're, I think they're the value defense this season. If anything, yeah, to be they honest. are. Um, I know people talk about Brighton, don't they, or have done in the past, but actually, I think it's it's Wolves at the moment. Brighton just seem to concede that odd goal Definitely. a bit more than Wolves, don't they? Wolves can just yeah. keep it every tight. Time. Brighton always <laughs> just let one in. Yeah, but like every single time, like you can just you'd have made so much money if you'd have backed Brighton one one every game this season. I think you'd have made like you'd have hit it like five <laughs> six times. I think at, at good odds as well. So yeah, it's they always just find a way to concede. 
I know um obviously as supports Brighton who I've, I obviously record with sometimes he he just like is in disbelief about how they always just manage to concede a goal in every single game like I remember like especially against Crystal Palace bizarrely they just always concede to Palace it's so funny what was it that game a couple was it last year uh, yeah you know the one don't you and they scored like the only shot in the box and it was the last minute uh, the only shot on the on, on, in the whole game or whatever it was was it last season or the season before yeah, against I th- Palace I, th- I think Palace had one shot and scored two goals because I think one was an own goal and then Ben Teke <laughs> scored in the last kick it was like it was like and Brighton had like 28 shots or so and it was just like the silliest game you've ever seen but yeah Palace won 2-1 it's just that they just can't beat them for some reason. They really struggle to um to get anything against them. It's really weird. I can't believe Brighton have gone so like... long without signing a, a really decent striker either. I I think they're one really good striker away from being a top top team. To be honest, uh-huh. yeah, they just need someone who can put the ball in the back of the net and play every week. Their no, XG's listen. been particularly over the last couple of seasons pretty good, isn't it? And like sort of. You you're coming away from games going, how have you not scored four or five there? Um, and like you said, they've come away with a one-one draw, and you're thinking they should have won so many games more comfortably. And as you said, Tom, they're a they're a Tammy Abraham away from I would think sort of fighting around for sort of sixth sixth position, something like that. Yeah, I just I can't believe they didn't sign him in the summer. To be honest, I thought that was a that was a yeah, they should have done that. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing at the stats. They're like I think they're one of the. Because obviously I know Leicester don't do well at the stats because Vardy's so clinical, for example, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they don't have many shots, but Vardy scores like one half of his chances or something. Whereas Brighton are like completely the opposite. They have like 20 shots a game, but like only ever score one, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. And w- Wolves actually, their XGA, like they're, they're okay at like, they're, they're not by any means at the bottom of the table, but they're nowhere near as high as, as the amount of clean sheets they get. So I think Wolves are sort of defying the XG a little bit because... I think for clean sheets, they're sort of third or fourth in the league, I think, just below the the the, the top three, Chelsea, Liverpool and City, obviously. But um, I think they've, they've been like mid-table for like um, XGA and stuff in the last sort of six, seven games, but they've been keeping quite a few clean still. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely the value, as I said before. The one other talking point other... I wanted to mention on yeah. the fixtures... It's just um, are you guys planning to to go quite heavy on Chelsea when they come back from the the Club World Cup because they they do have a pretty decent four or five fixtures when they do come back. Yeah, their their fixtures are phenomenal when they get back. They've got five or six like amazing ones. I think it's like from twenty seven, is it or something like that? That they, they just go like amazing all of a sudden. Might be twenty eight actually. Yeah, they're blanking twenty seven, don't they? Yeah, they got Burnley in twenty eight, yeah. and then it's Newcastle. Well to be arranged Norwich Brentford in Southampton and then Arsenal and Leicester to be rearranged from postponed games mixed in there as well it's as good as good as it gets isn't it really I think I think that's like as good as it gets so yeah I think 27 28 29 in particular like because they'll probably blank in 30 as you said but 27 28 29 you could I don't you can ask for three better ones than that really um back to back no, it's twenty eight and twenty nine, isn't it? I keep yeah. getting, I keep missing yeah. that. Sorry, they double, yeah. they double twenty six, then they play twenty eight and twenty nine. Then blank. it's it's annoying. They've got a blank in twenty seven and thirty. To be honest, because I think we'd have been all over oh, if they had Norwich in thirty as well. I think I think everyone would just have like two or three of the defenders probably like from the start. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Burnley, yeah, like Burnley, Newcastle, what? Norwich, Brentford, Southampton, Leeds as a run there is pretty insane, isn't it? 
yeah, I think you can risk holding them through 30 and just ha- know you're going to get like most of the other fixtures kind of yeah. thing just as a block of six or seven. You know what I mean? It seems really good. I think I'll want one. It's It's been Rudiger who's done well this season, isn't it? I, I know the yeah. fullbacks were doing well before they got injured. Obviously, they were like elite levels, weren't they? Chilwell and James. But I think for consistency across the whole season, it's been Rudiger, really. He just seems to pop up with points when you least expect him, doesn't he? He's got like an odd assist or a tapping goal. or Yeah, he can get up in the air and score a header as well. He's Yeah, he's looking really good. As is Thiago Silva, to be honest, as well. I, I really like the look of him this season. And he's just seemed to play every game as well. Yeah, he's 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 like undroppable. He's been undroppable basically. And bearing in mind, like every other player in that team has been rotated at some point, kind of thing. And it seems like Rudiger just plays every time. So um, he's a great one to have on on a game without like a safety net or anything. So on the main season game, like Rudiger's just Mister Reliable, isn't he? He pops up with a, with an attacking return as well, doesn't he? Like the like in 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 weird games as well, he seems to get goals and assists and stuff. So yeah, I think he's just like a He's a shoehorn back in, isn't he? It's like, who else are you going to go with as well? I don't, as of right now, I'm not overly fussed on any of their attacking options. I mean, I went with Mount for the previous games for that double, but um, yeah, I I would be looking at the triple up at the back, double or triple up at the back, I think, um, depending who's, again, who's in. <clears throat> no Reese James and no Ben Chilwells, it definitely caused them, caused them issues, isn't it, defensively? Alonso is just such a downgrade, isn't he, on on Chilwell? I think he's been one of the reasons that they've been been so poor. To be honest, I, I just don't rate him at all defensively. And yeah, the loss of Chilwell has just been huge for them. I think. Yeah, they've, as... they've dropped off a mile since them two have got injured. Literally, and it was sort of like near to each other as well. It was sort of within like a three or four week period, and it's just gone way down ever since then. Yeah, I think once Tuchel gets that team that he wants back, and and they're going to be solid. But when 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 that'll be, we'll have to see. But I said Rudiger, I think, is just an absolute shoehorn in there when he comes back. And Lukaku scored tonight, didn't he? Uh, I think it was like this afternoon, wasn't it? I don't know what yeah. the time, what time schedule they're playing on, but like, yeah, I think it was like when I was in a meeting at four o'clock or something. I remember, but. Um... I follow like that FPL reactions guy, and he's a big Chelsea fan, I think, and he he like put Lukaku in capital letters. So yeah, yeah. Um, I need I need to tell you, but finally I've had a good return. James Ward Prowse just got an assist, and you know how much I love him. So there we go. Did he two two? Is it? Yeah, it's 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 been some cracking games tonight while we've been um, chatting away. I think obviously Villa was three two at half time, wasn't it? So. I was hoping you were going to say um, good return for you. Kane's Kane's got the goal, but um, we'll wait for that one for the winner in a minute, uh, Josh, I think. It's still time for a brace, mate. Don't worry about still that. Time ten, for a... ten minutes left. It's all right. <laughs> have you have you been picking James Ward-Prowse in many teams then, Josh? I've actually... Um, so I haven't got him in many of my season teams because, like you say, we've been like trying to shift towards the doubles now, I think. So I've, I've gone for more like Rafinha. I've got Bowen, obviously, like everyone has. I've got Jota as well. So there doesn't leave much room in no. that price bracket. But I've picked him in three of my um, WCOF teams. So like the, so I'm I'm really happy with that because he really needed that assist, I think, to <laughs> to, to justify like at his price. I think he has been playing well though. He's been he's been chi- he's been chipping in, isn't he? So I think it's a it's a real shrewd shout there, Josh, for that. With, with, oh my uh, god, with I think I think they've scored again, Southampton. Fucking hell. Have they? I think so. It's it's come up with a dot on flash score. I'm not sure if it's actually a goal or not. But we'll yeah, you're see ahead anyway. of me. 
We'll take we'll take just the two two anyway. It's a good enough game. Yeah, they have actually scored three two. Yeah. Blimey, the man's back in. The man's back in business. Yeah, they've both scored Che Adams and Broji today, so it seems like they're playing a bit of a front two, and it seems to be working. So yeah. Watch this space with Southampton then. Leeds have scored as well, three three. What a game that is! It's been there's been some cracking games, I will tell you. Do we know the the scorer? I haven't got that. I'm behind on that one. I haven't got that one yet. I'll t- if that's I'll, a Dan I'll James hat trick, I'll eat. I'll have to eat my hat. That's just. <laughs> Could it. you imagine? Yeah. Oh, it's Lorenzo. You, you will. By the looks of it. Is Lorenzo. it? <laughs> that mean a uh, Rafa yeah, assist there potentially? Be, I'm, I'm just refreshing yeah. my Twitter to see if anyone's got it quickly. The Shea Adams goal, <laughs> James Ward. Yeah, assisted by James Ward Price as well. So he's got two assists. <laughs> hey, fair play, Josh. <laughs> Here he is. A lot of people have been picking him on Sky, hasn't he? Because he's been yeah. absolutely crushing on Sky. I know he's been getting loads of man of the match and just all the penalties and all the attacking returns. So I've got him in my Sky team, but that's more like a a nostalgic thing. I sort of owe it, owe it to him to have him, you know what I mean? But I'm not complaining. He's been a great pick. Well, he's a safe pick in pretty much any game, isn't he? Though, well, just on the basis he plays every game. He's the most nailed player in the league, isn't he? Yeah, he's... Uh, like he plays ninety every game. He's so he's this he's the exact type of player who is fan team gold. But I don't think I'd pick him on FPL. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The ninety yeah. minutes is such an important factor for him, and he gets it thirty eight times a season. Literally, it's just like he's undroppable. He's their star asset by like three times the second player. Um, yeah, I, ju- I just think he's he's amazing for fan team and all the corners, all the penalties now. Like the fact that he's taken penalties is like the biggest bonus ever because that's just like a free six goals a year, isn't it? Hopefully yeah. you'd think so. Having that, he's, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes in the top five midfielders again this season. Like obviously Bowen, Jota, Salah will probably beat him, but I can't think of many others that are guaranteed to, to be honest, because he just gets so many points, like just from playing and taking penalties basically. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to look to get him back in soon, I think. And to be fair, I'm just looking at their fixtures. Although they don't have a double, even their fixtures towards the end of the season look pretty good. They don't have many to be rearranged, but yeah, I mean, they've got, um, well, in the next sort of four or five fixtures, they got Tottenham and Man United. Then it goes Everton, Norwich, Villa, Watford, maybe Burnley, Leeds, Chelsea and Newcastle. Well, Newcastle will be rearranged. So yeah, some really good fixtures for them as well. Was there anything else you lads want to talk about on those fixtures at all? Does it come up? I think there's a there's a question on it. Is is there a question on the on the doubles anyway? Yeah, I think coming up. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah think let's go to the questions. I'm excited to see what came up. I was going to say. So our good friend Shahed, he asks us: Is anyone considering Sadio Mane? Um, says he's playing second fiddle to Salah most times, but he thinks that the the confidence that he's gained from winning Afcon and genuinely looking like yeah really good in the tournament, he thinks uh, Mane will be riding on a high. What, what do you guys think about think about Mane? So, like, I think if Mane played for, like, any other team in the league, you'd probably be considering him a lot more. Just, like, Liverpool have so many good assets, don't they? It's, like, is a 10 million Mane better value than, like, Robertson at 7.3, for example? Or I think Jota's only eight, isn't he, for example? Like, yeah. I just, I think at the start of the season, I was all over Mane because I was convinced he was, like, a lot more nailed than Jota and he was more likely to get 90 minutes and stuff. But... I genuinely think it's a coin flip between those two now as to who gets more minutes. So I think on that basis, you're automatically going to have Trent and Salah, I think. Yeah. And then the third one is probably Robertson or Jota. 
So yeah. I just think I think Mane just misses out for me to be honest. I'm reluctantly because he's he's a good asset in himself, but I think at, at his own team he's fifth or sixth best because even Van Dijk's great as well. Like I think he's six million. I think he's a great price as well. So yeah, I think Mane reluctantly misses out for me. Yeah, I'm the same as uh, same, yeah. same as Josh there, mate. Exactly the same. I think man just comes into that awkward kind of like there's three or four players you'd rather have ahead of him and you can only have the three. Obviously, if Salah was out with an injury or something like that, then you're looking at a completely different ball game, but it doesn't change anything for me in, 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 in fan team. My three at the moment and will be, unless Jota is dropped, will be Jota, Trent and, and Salah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I went with Mane at the start of the season in a double up with Salah and it went really well for me for the first probably five or six games. But then Jota just seemed to start playing every game. And yeah, I think Jota's a bit more quite a selfish player in himself, isn't he? So he took quite a few of the chances away from, from Mane, I, I think. Um, and yeah, Jota just overtook Mane as, a, as an option, in my opinion. And yeah, he's so so much cheaper as well, isn't he, Jota? So I think you've just you've just got to pick Jota, in, in my opinion. So, so I did the same as you, Tom. I had quite a bit of Mane and Salah, as you said, in like as the double up. And people were complaining about like Mane's returns, but I thought he was doing amazing at the start of the season. I think he got like fine, three yeah. goals in the yeah. first four games. Like he yeah. just like he was doing really, really well. Um, it's it was annoying because I think people thought like he should have been getting double returns in the game because he was having so many chances and he was being quite wasteful. But he didn't do us bad at the start. But he's we're in a much different position to the start of the season now. And he's just like, he's just gone way down the, the pecking order of Liverpool assets, I think. And on top of that, I think you'd rather have Son than Mane definitely. at the same price, wouldn't you now? And I definitely would. So I think like, imagine a team where you can have like Salah, Jota, Trent and Son. It's very, very possible. I think one of your one of your teams from earlier had those four, I think, in all four of them. So Yeah, I, I picked um, that in my wildcard team, yeah. Yeah, it was your it was your team. I was going to say Tom with the mad, the mad midfield with the five big midfield players. I was going to say so. Yeah, I, th- I think that's just a better a better line to take than replacing Jota with Mane, for example. Yeah, and without going too much into it, because I don't oh, I don't think he'll play. But obviously they've signed Diaz as well, haven't they? So another option in that in that position for them. So it just just adds more yeah. fuel to the fire, doesn't it? Yeah, he plays left side as well, doesn't he? So he essentially challenges Mane moving forward. Um, Especially as I think potentially that Jota is probably the main man through the middle. So, yeah, it just adds another player. Although I don't think, like you said, Tom, immediately it's a worry, but it's just another little thing in the back of your mind that thinks you're already contemplating, you know, the three or four other options. And then there's that in there as well. It just pushes him even further down the down the, the order of not only Liverpool players, but as you've said, just general midfield picks anyway. Yeah, and I think when you're shelling out that much money for a player, you you want them to be absolutely nailed, don't you? Yeah. Okay, we got a question from SkyFF underscore Bruno. <laughs> I think we should probably answer it before the deadline, to be honest, because he probably needed a bit of help as to whether he should have picked Salah. But he's just asked us all, are we going to get Salah across the board this week? I've done it. <laughs> he's backing for me. I was going to say we've already done it, haven't we? So I yeah. think um, we could we could even answer it from a twenty five, but again with twenty five perspective as well. But I didn't game in any team going into twenty four. I, I think you have to trust your gut on these things, and my gut is that he won't start tomorrow. But I, I think I could easily be wrong. I just think that's I had to just trust my own gut on that one. Um, 
But I think looking into Sunday, it's a completely different question because I think we sort of know he's going to start on Sunday. I think it's very likely he starts on Sunday anyway. So and unless he plays ninety tomorrow, for example, or something like that. But um, if he gets like the the thirty or sixty minutes we expect from him tomorrow, then I think he's going to start Sunday. And I think we all have to really consider him because he's the best player on the game, isn't he? So yeah, um, he's got nearly. We're all going to want him by the of- week any other player isn't he he's that far ahead of anyone else it's crazy isn't it and we're we all need him for 26 because he's going to be all of our captains like there's the, i don't think it's even a debate really with is it no. norwich and leeds or something it's just yeah. like the best player on the game's got those two fixtures that could so be a that could be a 40 point now over the two yeah it's it's not the week to go for a differential captain is it i don't think i think we all just take the points and just leave it leave it at that i think but it is an interesting question because everyone's going to have him by 26. So do you get in for 25 and have a bit of a differential or do you just wait for 26 and be the same as like knowing everyone else will have him and have him as captain literally? So I think if I was, one. I think I was this dude I, who asked the question, um, I would wait, I'd wait and see from, from the Leicester game and see what vibe and, and feel you pick up. And um, like we talked earlier about my second um, chance team, do I bring Bruno in or not? I think a lot, a lot depends on, um, Salah playing, uh, you know, playing, and and how well does he play, and how does he look, and then and then going from there, whether you bring him in for twenty five, like you said, you want him in twenty six, but there's a little bit of a couple of routes of of different options for for twenty five, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. I think um, people are going to get tempted by Bruno, and I think I think it's a, not a bad. I think it's like might be the correct thing to do. Um, I'm not sure I'd go Ronaldo for the reason that Ronaldo as a salary requires two moves, whereas Bruno only requires one if you've got the money in the bank. So, because um, I think a lot of people will have like set up their teams to get Salah this week, like with the money in the bank. You know what I mean? So, if you go to Bruno, you can then just move it straight to Salah. So, I think it's not a bad thing. And just just another thing to say on Salah: Salah won't rise in price on fan team this week because obviously he hasn't been playing in all the in the last few weeks. And I think his form, like I think he he blanked like one of the weeks before he went to Afcon because if you remember, they lost to Leicester one 0 didn't they? I think. Yeah, he missed. So penalty. I think. Yeah, so his his price just will not go up. Like he he'd have to score like four goals tomorrow. I mean, you can you can record this bit if if he actually does that. By the way, but. Um, yeah, I think I think it's pretty safe to say his price won't go up this week, which means you probably can wait till twenty six to get him in and not yeah. worry about like exact funds or whatever worrying about the do you boys like the price changes on fan team, by the way? Do you prefer it to FPL or Yeah, I'm totally happy with it, mate. I've I've always thought that the F the fan team pricing's been better than the FPL pricing, just full stop. Um yeah, that's yeah, that's my simple simple answer to that. What's why what's your thinking? Similar? Yeah, I, I just like that they all sort of happen at the same time. So you don't have to be like obsessive with it. Because like on FPL, you have to check every night on FPL statistics. If if you're on like a on the border of like being able to afford something, you have to check it, don't you? You have to be like looking at it constantly. Whereas on fan team, you just don't have to do that. So I think um I think it, it appeals to like just the more everyday, like because most of us are just like everyday lads and girls, you know what I mean, who just want to play a game for like, a bit of fun, a bit of interest in the games. I don't want to have to check like FPL statistics every single night at like midnight, you know what I mean, before I go to bed. So he's um, on the rise. No, totally agree, I think, mate. I think fan team have got it right with this particular thing. I think it's nice that you know sort of roughly when a player is going to rise because it's based on form rather than people bringing him in or anything like that. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. 
And also, you know, when the tra- the price rises are going to happen. So you, you make a decision whether to like make your transfers before them or you wait till the last minute knowing there won't be any more price rises. You know what I mean? So that really appeals to me. I think I really like that. Right, see if got Tottenham have had a VAR goal, by the way. It was Bergwijn, but um, it's under it's under review, so they might they might not even get the equaliser. I don't think. If it's not Kane, I don't care. Yeah, the tweets are saying it's gone offside. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Christian Romero assist as well, so it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. He's, one, he's uh, been unlucky, yes, because Romero had a goal disallowed for offside earlier as well, so he could have had a haul tonight. It would have been an absolute haul. They'd have all been onside. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, so the Sky legend himself, Dan Cox, is another question that we're probably a bit late to answer, but oh, oh, well, he said he was thinking of wildcarding in fan team, um, but not sure if he should wait another week or two. And this is pro- the most liked um, question we had, so I think it's quite a popular one. Assuming that he didn't wildcard this week, say, what what week would you guys suggest is the best one for him to, to hit the chip in? I think if he wants to do it soon, I think 26 makes perfect sense, doesn't it, with the doubles? Because there's no bench boost, there's no triple captain on fan team. So you can just wildcard literally in the big double game week, you know what I mean? And no, you can just pick all the doublers. I wouldn't do it in 25 because like like we've talked about, I don't think I, any any of the three of us are wild on like the Man United or Brighton assets, are we? So I think you can just sort of muddle through this 25 week now. And then I think 26 looks a really strong option. If you're not happy with your team, I think I'd just do it in 26 and set yourself up for the next four or five weeks after the double as well. Yeah. 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 I think for me, when, both when me and Sam played our wildcard was a good time to do it just because of, well, I had three Chelsea players in my team and a couple of others that I wanted to get rid of. So that's like five transfers that I needed to make. But obviously most would have probably gotten rid of their Chelsea assets already, which makes a wildcard a bit less less useful, if you like. I think on the flip side, there's that option a little bit. If, you, if you're going to muddle through, like past around that sort of 31, something like that, where you've got that Leicester and Chelsea swing a little bit, where you know Leicester are going to have a lot of games. If 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 you want and can, like you said, wait that long, um, I don't know Dan's side, but, you know, there's that potential option there to go to go hard on on on, on the potential doubles that are coming up for, for Leicester as well there. So, yeah, there's a few options, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. I, I, well, I can't confess to follow FPL Twitter too closely because I don't really uh, play FPL too much. But I think quite a common strategy is to is it to wildcard in that game week thirty for most people to cover the the blanks and stuff. So yeah, it's another option there, I suppose. Um, yeah, I think thirty what thirty one like so. I think a lot of people are like dead ending into thirty and then wildcarding in thirty one. Yeah, I think we'll have like a good picture of like maybe some of the rest of the season by then and. As we talked about it, we'll at least probably know who has all the games in hand, you know what I mean? So we'll know if Leicester still have three extra games to everyone else. So you can probably gamble on the likes of Madison and Telemans at that point, as we talked about. So um, I think, yeah, dead end 30, wildcard 31 is quite popular. But um, yeah, I think if Dan is really unhappy with his team, and I'm sure other people will be in the same spot then, it might be better to do it in 26, like I say, and just... Just do it and you know what? You might make so much ground in the next five, six weeks that you can sort of take the disadvantage in 31, you know what I mean, and take it on the chin sort of thing because you've you've, you're have you happy with your team by then. Um, we've only got one. The other the other tweet I've got is not necessarily a question, but Flowerpot Man asks us, how many double game week players do you aim to have in for game week 26? 
and how many would you say is like comfortable? Twenty-six. Well, I think that there are some good single game weeks. So, for example, I'd want to still play Cancelo. I think he's got Tottenham at home, but I'd still fancy. Yeah. I'd want to play him in that game. I think like I think Cancelo's kept cleans against Chelsea this season, Man United. Plus, he's got the attacking threat. I think like Tottenham at home's not gonna not gonna worry them. But um, oh my. What's happened, mate? I thought I thought Coutinho had scored again. One second. Someone has just... <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not. Sorry, someone just shouted Coutinho to me, but I think he was just talking about earlier, maybe. But um, like like what I said, game? I think I think Cancelo's one you'd want to pick who's not a doubler, and I think Bowen's the same because Bowen's got Newcastle at home. Yeah. So I think you'd want to play both of them. You know what I mean? So I think. Almost the maximum doublers I'd want is nine, but I think you don't really want to go much lower than that either because I think I'd want to play them too. And let's face it, they'll be in a lot of people's teams. But then other than that, you're going to want three Liverpool, for example. I think you're going to want like Trent, Salah and one other as me and Sam and Tom talked about earlier. Um, And then like there's lots of other players. I like Rafinha, for example. I think he's a really good player to have in a double just because you know he's nailed, he's on penalties. You know what I mean? I think he's a good one to have. Um. I also think you want a doubling goalkeeper. So, like, we talked about Saar, Ramsdale, Pope. I think you can't go wrong with any of them, really. I think that they're all great. And it might be that you get the lucky one and you make loads of points on everyone that week if you manage to catch the right one in the double, I think. Yeah, Arsenal have got the double there as well. Wolves and uh, Wolves and Brent. Is that what is it Wolves and Brentford? It is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd like an Arsenal, you know, an Arsenal triple for that week would be, you know, maybe Ramsdale, Tierney and... A, a midfield option or Ramsdale Gabriel, whoever it is, I think there's there's viability there for that as well. Um, uh, yeah, how many will you have, Josh? Do you think? Yeah, I think I'm I'm aiming to set up my my main teams. I, I only I think I'm looking at like my top say three teams now, like who who are all still doing all right kind of thing. I'll probably end up with nine doublers plus Bowen and Cancelo, but I'll probably have to take a hit or two to get to that. So I think I'm more than happy to do it, to be honest, if I get up to nine plus them too, because I think that becomes a really strong team then, to be honest. You'll make um, your, 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 your hit points back through just the appearance points alone. So uh, from each player, hopefully, and then if you're going to get anything extra, then it's a bonus, isn't it? So it's the most viable time to do it, isn't it? The only ones that I think are an absolute nightmare are these Watford players we've all got hanging around because they've got a double in 26. So I'm reluctantly going to be holding them till then, I think. Yeah. But I can't wait to sell Josh King, to be honest. I, like, I think that's going to be my first move in 27. Like After this double, just get rid of him straight away. Yeah. I mean, I've got Dennis and I left Dennis in. I'm quite happy to have him because he's just so cheap and sit as a you know third place on my bench, potentially. But... They've been useless, haven't they? Let's be honest. They've been absolutely useless for weeks. And um I think we're all sort of tainted by that. I don't know who you captained in that what in, in that double um couple of weeks ago, Josh, but I went Dennis um with his minus two or whatever it was. And uh yeah, that was just painful, man. Yeah, I was I was lucky I I didn't have any Dennis. I just had King, but even King underwhelmed sort of thing. But I, I know yeah. I'm one of the lucky ones without Dennis, but um on Sky, I skipped that one completely. I just skipped the. I just couldn't bring myself to bring in King or Dennis for that one game that night. I remember it was just before overhaul, wasn't it? And I was yeah. just like, I'm, I'm not doing this to myself. I'm not. I'm not wasting a transfer on these guys. And I got really lucky with it, obviously, because Norwich ran riot, didn't they? But um, yeah, 
Um, at least we had Pope for the one at the weekend, the nil-nil, wasn't it, for the Watford game? Because I think if I'd have had another Watford player, I would I would have lost the world to live on that one, I think, if, if I'd have had him on Sky as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, I'd had Dennis actually for quite a run. I'd had him for his good run. I picked him up before a lot of other people, so I got quite a bit of um, value out of Dennis, both in Sky and in fan team. Um, and I said, I'll leave him for now, leave him to the double and then, and then go from there. If Brozier's looking good, then could potentially bring him in as that sort of um, third striker spot. Yeah, I'm, I'm kicking myself because I was so I was so sold on going for Brozier at, at the start of my wildcards. But yeah, just the injury doubt put the seed of doubt in my head and I went Dennis but yeah I'm regretting that one at the moment with his with his goal against Tottenham but yeah, what can you do I think you made the right call still mate because like you said it looked all the word was that it was quite a serious injury initially wasn't it and then obviously it starts to come out afterwards that it's not but you made a good decision there so that's the Twitter rumour mill isn't it yeah yeah, had a, had a yeah Twitter rumour mill apparently was one of the tweets that I saw and he'd be out for months and he's playing today yeah. so yeah what can you do I think that that sums us up, doesn't it, Tom? We've had a, yeah, that's, that's a that's a big old run. That's it for our questions. We've done an hour and twenty minutes, so yeah. Hopefully, everyone everyone's enjoyed that. And yeah, th- thank you so much again, Josh, for for coming on. Really appreciate that, mate. No, don't worry, boys. I've loved it. Thanks for having me. It's been great talking about fantasy football for an hour and a bit, like you say. It's nothing better, okay. is there? Oh, mate, brilliant. No, I hope we can get you back in the future, Josh. If you if you'll uh, if you'll come back on. Always happy to, mate. Hopefully, I'm doing better in one of the future weeks where where you have me on, so we can we can talk about some even more positive things. Yeah, absolutely. All right, lads. Cheers, everyone. Thanks, Cheers, guys. Boys.